This is Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain of Calvary Chapel, Miami Beach. Join us as Pastor Robert teaches verse by verse through the book of Colossians. Should I be grateful for? I mean, there are things that I am grateful for. That's kind of a no-brainer. What things should I be grateful for that I really have never said thank you for? And then begin saying thank you for those things. Begin saying thank you for those things. Make it a continual, earnest practice. You with me? Continual, earnest. God, I recognize that I should be grateful for the air that I breathe. Do you ever wake up in the morning and thank God for the breath that He has put in your lungs? Today, Pastor Robert will be challenging us to be a thankful person. There are so many things that we can take for granted that we should be thankful to God for. It's hard to complain when you have a thankful heart. Stick around after today's message from Pastor Robert. I have quite a bit of information that I'd like to share with you. Our web address, podcast subscription information, and our contact information. Now here's Pastor Robert with today's message. I'm not entitled to anything from him. I'm not entitled. If when I remember that, see, here's the beauty of that, okay? Because it can almost initially seem like, oh, that's just, that's just mean. I don't deserve air. No, no, no. But, but see, here's, here's the thing. When you think about it, what that means is that every breath you take is a deliberate, generous gift from your Father. So you're, you're not entitled. You don't deserve it, and yet he gives it to you anyway. He gives it, and he gives it, and he gives it, and he gives it. The food that you eat, the clothing, the, the, the home, the, you know, the living in this beautiful tropical paradise. We're not, we don't deserve any of this stuff. It's his generosity. It's his mercy. It's, it's because even, even though we are undeserving, he gives it and he gives it and he, and he gives and he gives and he gives. And, and it reveals so much about his love for us when we consider that. These are... These are privileges. You know, I have to talk to my kids about that. Not as much now. They're getting a little bit older. But when they were younger, I'd, I'd talk to them about it on a regular basis. You know, that, that there's so many things that you enjoy as privileges that can be taken away. These things can be taken away. They're just, they're privileges. The fact that my children can, can just go to the refrigerator whenever they want and, you know, get something to drink or, or get a snack or, what you know, there's always food in the house and, and they're welcome to it, you know. But that's a privilege. I don't mean eating. Okay, I'm not, when I say my children, it's a privilege. What I'm saying, though, is the ability, the freedom to just go and take. They don't have to ask my permission to go take an apple from the fruit bowl. They don't have to ask my permission to turn on the television most of the time. But there have been times where I said, you know what? Don't turn that on without asking me. No, you may not. <gasps> it's a privilege. It's not a right. 
And they would, sometimes when they were younger and they would, they would argue over the television, I would say to them, listen, you do realize that's mine. It's not yours. You may not turn it on. Leave it off. It's my TV. And they were both like, you know, it was shocking to realize it. But see, that's, we need to undergo that, that kind of epiphany. We need to realize, listen, I'm his. I'm his. I belong to him. He made me. I'm his possession. And everything that I have, it's his. Ultimately, it's his stuff. And he allows me to use it. He gives it to me as a gift. It's a gi- and cultivating, actually sitting down, listen, sit down and make a list of the things that you should be grateful for. Things that you should be grateful for. And, and really, spend a few minutes and pray about that. God, what things should I be grateful for? I mean, there are things that I am grateful for. That's kind of a no-brainer. What things should I be grateful for? that I really have never said thank you for. And then begin saying thank you for those things. Begin saying thank you for those things. Make it a continual, earnest practice. You with me? Continual, earnest. God, I recognize that I should be grateful for the air that I breathe. I should, you know how he brought that home to me? As I, I literally was praying about that, and, and I remembered Mexico City in 1986. And I'm like, oh, yes, thank you, God, that I don't live in Mexico City. That, you can't breathe in that place. The smog and the pollution, it makes Los Angeles look clean. You know, the, like pure air. You can't even see when you're coming in on, or at least we couldn't as we flew in in, ni- in the summer of 1986. We're flying in and we're like, are those thunderclouds? It's like, no, that's pollution. That's the smog. It's thick. It looks like you could cut it with a butter knife. My roommate lost his voice the second day we were there. Just he had no voice the whole time we were there because of just the thickness of the pollution and the gunk that's in the air. But I take for granted that we don't have that here. We've always got the ocean breeze blows it away. You know, we've just, it's always clean and fresh. And, you know, there, there are places as I'm doing my run, you know, around my neighborhood where there, there's, there's jasmine and things like, and, and I run by it. And, and I literally, there's one corner that every time I run by it, I'm looking for the lady with the perfume. Where is she? And it's because there's a plant that just smells wonderful. Trust me, you don't get that in Mexico City. You don't get any of that in Mexico City. It's just diesel fumes and tamales. Never forget it. I couldn't eat corn for six months after I left that. It's like, oh my goodness, because it always it reminded me of the, di- with the diesel fumes. This is nasty stuff. Thankfulness. It's such a key ingredient, guys in our spiritual health. And then the last thing as we wrap it up here, he focuses on intercessory prayer. And he tells us, he says, pray for us as you're praying earnestly, as you're praying with vigilance, watchful in your prayers, as you're praying these you know, prayers of thanksgiving, pray for us. And what is his prayer request? He says that God would open to us a door for the word to speak the mystery of Christ for which I'm also in chains, that I may make it manifest as I ought to, as I ought to speak. I love that. He, he says, Please pray that there would be an open door for the word of God and that as I walk through that door that I would make the mystery of Christ manifest appropriately in the right way, that that God would give me the right words. What a great prayer. What a great prayer. I'd venture to say that almost every single one of you, almost every one of you is already a Christian. You know, the Holy Spirit of the living God dwells within you. He makes you alive. You're, You're part of the family. As such, you have a responsibility, according to the Bible, to be talking about him with other people. 
But you know what? Most of us find that really intimidating. Most of us find that frightening. Most of us find that difficult to do. I do. I've shared with you before, you know, I'm basically, I'm pretty shy. Basically, I, it's always, my whole life, it's been, you know, misinterpreted. When I was in high school, I was viewed as, as, as being, you know, like aloof and standoffish and stuck up and, and, and whatever. No, no, no. I was just insecure and shy. As an adult, it's been amusing to me at times in a painful sort of way, you know, how, how I've been viewed. But it comes out of that, out of that kind of, you know, reservation and, and shyness. But, you know, it doesn't absolve me of the responsibility. Do you understand that? I've been given an incredible treasure that I'm supposed to offer to other people. And so I pray continually about that. I'm still utterly blown away that I get up here week after week after week with a microphone. I'm blown away by that. And, and I pray, trust me, earnestly and, and fervently that God would give me the right words to communicate. But, but see, here's the thing. You can pray that way too. And you know what happens? God answers those prayers. God answers those prayers. God will give you open doors, and He will also give you the right words. You don't have to know the Bible from cover to cover. I've been studying it for almost 30 years now. I still don't know it like I want to know it. I'm still insecure about certain books of the Bible and trying to teach them and talk about them. It's just a reality. I think I could probably study it another 30 years before I got confident you know, do you, do you understand what I'm saying? The beauty of it is that he doesn't wait for that. He, he will work through you today because he has so crafted us and he's so positioned us that your story will change somebody's life. When they hear how Jesus has worked in you and, and what amazing things he's done in your life and how much he means to you, when, when, they, when they just simply hear you relating your story, it will impact the people for whom you've been prepared. Do you understand? He has prepared you to minister to certain people. He has prepared you to serve certain people. Will you pray about that? Will you be earnest? Will you be vigilant? Will you be thankful? He's actually, he, he wants to give you an open door. There are people around you, people in your world right now. He wants to give you an open door to minister to those people. He wants you to give you an, an open door just to talk to those people. And it's, it's often, like I said, the waiter on Lincoln Road, it's such a simple thing. I just had to adjust my attitude. I just had to adjust my attitude a little bit and just talk to this guy, and give him a card. It really wasn't that big a deal. But who knows the impact of it? Who knows the fruit that might come from just a little brief exchange? joining us today for today's edition of Main Thing Radio with Pastor Robert Fountain. The name of our broadcast is our goal for this ministry, to keep the main thing the main thing. Jesus Christ crucified, glorified, and honored as we study and apply His Word. Maybe you're listening right now in Miami-Dade County and you don't have a home church. We want to take this time to invite you to join us for worship. We meet Sunday mornings at 9.30, 11, and 12.30. Then again at 7.30 p.m. on Sunday nights. For more information, call us at 305-531-2730 or log on to MainThingRadio.com and follow the link to the church website. Thanks, Tracy. At our website, you'll find today's broadcast to listen to or download. We also encourage you to prayerfully consider financially supporting Main Thing Radio. 
with a gift of any amount, we will send you an MP3 CD of the entire book of Colossians. A secure option for you to give has been provided via PayPal. That's all available at MainThingRadio.com. Again, thanks so much for joining us today. Mark your Bibles in the book of Colossians and join us next time here on Main Thing Radio.